What if it was supposed to be a music number and then day of the shoot, they realized that the black people weren't professional break dancers. They had just assumed that they were. <laughs> they were like, all right, Marshall, this is your opportunity. He was like, for what, man? Well, you know, a boo, pooch, da boo, boo. Stop. What are you doing? Look at me. What are you doing? Boo, pooch. Stop. Stop. I can see you. Stop it. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because it's the only legal thing we're qualified to do. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Glad those uh, bone spurs are healing up nicely. Thanks, Noah. No no idea what that means, but uh, uh, <laughs> I usually make a formulaic observation here, so... You want to know who can go fuck themselves? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, every website that's a slideshow. I fucking hate that. Like, <laughs> I just want to see like what Kelly Kapowski looks like now or whatever. It takes the fucking ever. She's not even in it. Bullshit. <laughs> fuck you. Amen, brother. Also, you don't need to send us that de-slideify website that displays everything into different corners of the screen as a way of quote unquote helping. We get it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's also a pain in the ass. And by the way, that voice over there, 81 miles to my right, that was my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm pretty good. Hey, Facebook, you know what the worst way to advertise is? A video in the middle of my video. That's the worst way to advertise. I'll never finish that video. Nope. You'll be like, we cured cancer. All you need is lemon. And, and if a video starts, like, I guess I die of cancer. Actually, <laughs> I am not reinforcing that behavior. Well, I, if, if, if that is the start of a video, I don't give a fuck if there's an ad in it or not. If, it's I've not seen lemon. quite a few of them videos. So, yeah, but but I get your point nonetheless. All right. So, uh, God Awful Websites portion of the show is over. We can uh, move over. Forbes, too? It doesn't even go to... If you go yes, to Forbes.com, right, yeah, it doesn't exactly. go to the story I clicked on. It just goes to nothing. Why do you want me to sign up to what... Don't post an article that makes me buy a subscription God. to read it. I don't know what or, the Washington you know what, Post Or says. even shadows it over and gives me a quote of the day. Just give me... I, did, did, I, did I click on your fucking quote of the day? No. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> I never want the thing with the shadow over. I've never, yes. ever wanted it. Right, exactly. So We've done 127 of these movies. People. Sometimes we just want to talk about something else with you. We want to chat yeah, back and forth. You know, it really grinds our gears. Weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, How well, we? also... Did you ever think of that? How are we? <laughs> the other thing, too, by the way, is that this movie's 26 minutes long and nothing happens, so get ready for a few diversions stalling? here. Stalling? <laughs> You guys you are stalling. Dare? You're Accuse listening. Us? Stalling. You uh, stalling. Stalling. Who's stalling? No, start over. Start again. You sounded weird at the beginning. Wait, yeah, you missed a you missed an L too. So tell us, Eve, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched. We watched. Moment of truth. Yep. It's the story of a high school kid finding God just in time for um, fucking something. It's not clear. <laughs> but it's also accidentally a gay interracial love story. Yes, it is. Which is fun. Sure is. <laughs> well, it's multiple gay love stories. One of them one is of them interracial. interracial. Yeah, it's very exactly. accidentally progressive. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this almost gay porn? Well... If you're on your desperate third attempt to make evangelism seem cool and someone in your writer's room just yelled Star Trek after a 20 minute pause, <laughs> you will love this movie. This is your pastor crossing his arms in front of his chest. The movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I noticed this before I even watched the movie. This is amazing. This is how the Christian film database summarizes the movie. This is the closest they can come to pretending this movie has a plot. Under film synopsis, it says, The truth is like a light in the darkness. When it's gone, all that's left is the darkness. That's it. <laughs> right? That's the plot of this. Okay, here's the thing, though. The quote-unquote plot of this quote-unquote movie is that one 
quote unquote kid offers another quote unquote kid a ride home after his car quote unquote breaks down and along the way he tells him about quote unquote salvation this desperate and tragically failed effort to make that seem cinematic that's what this movie is about right that and a heavy-handed metaphor that like reminds you of george w you know when he was <laughs> yeah. like let me explain something we're all mice and there's a maze <laughs> and we're, we're moving each other's cheese but at the same time in, upon reflection i will be a good president <laughs> <laughs> not gonna fool no, me a no. third fourth again damn it yeah <laughs> yeah no it's exactly this movie's uh, uh, the equivalent of you know how, you know when you're a dumb guy is using an analogy that you get before he does he's like repeating something that he's heard and you're and you have to correct him no 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 here's what you mean to say that's what this movie is like the entire fucking thing you want to just cut in and say no 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 i get it it's you that doesn't get your analogy right all right <laughs> So uh, I feel like we've stalled long enough. Is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say best worst Christian movie getting infiltrated by gay propaganda without realizing. <laughs> we started to mention this already. So there's a character in this movie. Uh, everything he says can mean God or also gay butt sex. So like every <laughs> sentence, every word. It, it's always like, you got to choose to receive Jesus. Just back right into it. The love doesn't come to you. Love Jesus back. Almost certain it's a gay actor who did this on purpose, like for spite. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think there was a lot of spiteful gay actors in this one. The angels in the movie were also quite flamboyant, um, which leads me to my best worst term of endearment. Uh, throughout the movie, the gangel characters will refer to God as the master. And it is every bit as creepy as you would think that would be. Why would they do <laughs> that? Because oh, their attempted angels here was like, you know what kids like? That Star Trek show. Yeah. So we'll just like wink around with Star Trek and angels. Uh, I'm going to go with best worst way of helping. Uh, now, look, I know I didn't grow up Christian. Christianity. And a lot of our listeners did. And so when I say... Are there actually prayer chain phone calls? <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of tweets telling me that they're real and you were a part of them. And sometimes I think my whole job is just learning about terrifying things that are real. Yeah. Because <laughs> why? Why? Are they real? Do you guys know already? I'm, yeah, I'm sure they're, oh, they're they totally are. totally real. There's no what way they're not. Every time I see something in a movie and I'm like, that's not real. Richard Rich is a fake name. Nine people tweet at me and they're like, actually, he made the dark crystal. And I'm like, well, I can fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can't exactly promise you Christian homoeroticism and then make you wait around for it. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the low budget 80s music video outtakes that are moment of truth no diane you aren't listening to me i don't work for exposure i work for money and garlic bread okay yeah well you call me back when you have a better offer hey, hey uh carl what's uh what's up oh hey heath well now that i'm the most beloved character on our show the offers just keep pouring in endorsement deals stuffed animals my own movie i can't keep track wow yeah um looks like you could use some help actually Oh, trust me, I'd love that, Heath. But who has time for expensive hiring websites or the pain of waiting through a thousand resumes? Right. Well, why don't you try ZipRecruiter.com? ZipRecruiter.com? What's ZipRecruiter.com? Well, it's the smarter way to hire. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to apply. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Wow, ZipRecruiter really does sound like a smarter way to hire, but it must be super expensive if they do all that stuff for you, right? Actually, you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. For free? That's right. For free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash GodawfulMovies. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash GodawfulMovies. One more time. Sure, one more time. 
Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash GodAwfulMovies. You sold me, Heath. Hey, you think I can hire someone for belly rubs on there? Probably not. <laughs> okay, and and when they say we should hang out, that, that yeah, they're, they're asking you on a date. Well, why don't they just say that, why guys? Guys, I got you a present. Oh, dude, that's that's nice. You didn't have to do I this. I mean, Christmas was last month. I know, but I saw it and I thought it was just like perfect for you guys. Uh, one second before you open it, let me get ready. Ready for um. <laughs> And he's got a flamethrower. Eli, what is the, uh, what's the flamethrower for, buddy? Oh, this is in case you don't like my gift. I'm going to, I'm going to burn you. I'm going to burn you. Okay. This is what I was expecting. Why are you going to burn us if we don't? Sounds like you already don't like your gifts. All right. Where is? No, 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 we like them. We like them. I'm sure uh, we will love them. They're great. Oh, it's, uh. Pillowcase, uh, I like it. And um, your used pillow. Yeah, you guys like them? Oh, the, it's, it's the best. It's what yeah. I always wanted. Great. Yep. Wow. God, you were right. This is a great way to give gifts. Told you so. Who are you talking to? <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this off with a sigh of relief. The title in this movie managed to be in a movie like font. It stayed in the same place the whole time. They're getting good at this shit, guys. <laughs> Marshall is learning how to do it. I just wrote in my notes. I really only have one question. When is the musical number? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, don't tease the audience. Like we were teased. There is no, oh, none, number. none. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, okay. So we start off, we see a child's drawing on the fridge. Mom in the kitchen where okay. she belongs. <laughs> and the kid is terrible at drawing. This does not belong on the fridge. <laughs> See, like, well, not that high on pa- the fridge. Parents need to have a second failure fridge for <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty stuff. I think that should be like prominently the bad report cards. Your failure. There's you go failure on the fridge. freezer in the fucking garage. Yeah, exactly. All right. So mom's in the kitchen where she belongs. Little boy's drawing another fridge ornament. Dad comes home. Kid runs to see him. At, at, at this point in the movie, I'm 49 seconds in. The movie froze as if to say, you got it. You get what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, by the way, the music note I have for this uh, for this scene is you paused the game, but you were in a town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this weird, like, creepy xylophone music. My music note is I'm about to get murdered by a clown. Well, right, yeah, because then it turns all dark and scary, right? It goes from that, like, you know, tinkly music box music to this, like, really creepy thing. See, we see that dad has brought his son a flashlight. (laughs) There's some heavy-handed fucking... So the bringer of light is the father, huh? I see what you're... No, and but but as bad as this is, they'll go and explain it later. Might as, right. well, might as well bring the cat the kid a bag of whey and like a nugget of truth. Like, <laughs> so stupid. Get your light. Good one. Good one. Yeah, so the music turns dark and scary. A storm wells up around him. The kid and the dad go upstairs. Mom is tied to a rocking chair and screaming around a gag. What's uh, happening here? Uh spoiler alert, that's a metaphor. <laughs> This is not a memory. (laughs) I thought this was like a super duper dark memory. Nope. This is all part of the metaphor. (laughs) Yeah, but we don't get told that it's a metaphor. No. We just see like a a dad and a kid who are like pretty happy about the whole situation of a mom gagged and bound on a chair. It's like the kid's thinking about buying this house and the dad's like just giving him the tour. Yeah, like, right. And here's the... Uh... Study on the left, master bedroom. That's the hostage. Here's the den. What? Lots of light. I don't know if you've noticed. Lots of light. Nope. Before that one. So, den? No. Master bedroom. Master bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, so they so they see mom all just tied the fuck up. This is a metaphor for divorce, by the way. Um, and <laughs> right, like I figured at least it was if it was going to be a metaphor, it would be a metaphor for physical abuse. But no, this is a metaphor for divorce. It's not a very good <laughs> metaphor, too. If anything, if you want a divorce metaphor, the woman should be untied yeah, from her well, Christian, Christian husband. Yeah, exactly. A Christian divorce <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, yeah you exactly. can take the gag out. <laughs> 
So yeah, so they walk past that. They go down this nine mile long highway with children's drawings all the way along it. So this kid is a fucking 14th place trophy winner for sure. Gross. Um, and then dad pushes him into a closet and locks it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and right through this door, uh, step inside. I'll finish my sentence. Terrifying room of darkness in here. Locked you in. Yeah, so the kid is locked in a closet with nothing but a flashlight and he can't see all of the light if only he had Jesus. All right. And then we learn, and we've already sort of like hinted around to you about it. Keep in mind, we had no fucking idea going into this movie that it was going to be a sci-fi. Ooh. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we see this timer counting down. We get a message from Mission Control. We back out and there is... What I can only describe as a man who's been desperately trying to find work since the market for Duran Duran background dancers crashed. <laughs> <They're> so silly looking. <laughs> this uh, that apparently the standard. First of all, they're wearing the like you know whatever the V shaped alien generic shiny suits. Yeah, it's like they were extras on the Apple. And they just like hung around the old disposed costume bin right before the orgy started. And they were like, well, I'll take a couple of these. Mars <laughs> said he'd give us six extra dollars if we brought our own costumes. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, and by the way, also the, 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 the standard issue hairdo for angels in heaven is apparently frightened goose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These angels each have a helmet of mullet. It's oh. the mullets. It's making them breathe like Darth Vader. It's crazy <laughs> amounts of helmet. Like Roger Goodell should be doing research on these mullets. <laughs> it's like a lab. Super Saiyans turned into Garfunkel. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we're, and by the way, we did, they don't say right away that these are angels or whatever. So I'm not sure if they're, about to anal probe that kid from the closet. Or I don't know what's going on here yet, but these are angels. And the master is sending a message from mission control that says, hey, what, what is it? First, what is this character's name? I have Chet. I see Jeff in some of the notes. I, I have Chef. I have Chef. I'm pretty, I have, I'm pretty I have sure Jeff. he said Chef I at one point. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So I have Chet. Chet, Jeff, and Jeff will represent the same character. But he has to fill in the new guy. There's a new angel that just got hired from where the fuck does he get him from? Zip recruiter? Like, I'm like, how does someone become a new angel? <laughs> Brings up all sorts of theological yeah. questions, right? Because we learned that the new guy's not from Earth, which means that there are creatures with souls on other planets. Like Mars took Mars Hill takes a hard right in this film into <laughs> garbage just so that like people can wear triangles on white outfits it is there's lots of questions i have questions yeah. that will not be answered oh yeah yeah no we'll, we'll, we'll try to we'll fill in some answers we'll try to make it all make sense as we go um but before we uh, get to the uh, details on the angels the two gay angels meeting each other we have to cut to our main character norm now norm was the kid that was in the closet earlier but he's all grown up now so much so that he's 25 but he'll be playing <laughs> a high school kid anyway yeah. and he's in the locker room all bummed about getting dumped yeah and we see him flashing back to being broken up by the first recipient of a pelvis to cheekbone transplant it looks like <laughs> <laughs> so. talking about albino girlfriend with yes, the, yeah uh -huh. she, she looks like the lady from like the bacon and eggs poster at the diner you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes she's like she came right out and she was in a cigarette ad too from like the 80s <laughs> kind of, she looks like kate mckinnon dressed up as a white lady yes you know what I mean? right no this woman is impossibly white and also she is struggling to act in a way that makes me feel sorry for Earth. Like, I would have known Trump was coming if I had seen this acting before. I'd be like, fuck, we're doomed. Yeah, the Ricky <laughs> Bobby school doomed. of acting, her hands are just rising up. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to explain, by the way, I feel like white white lady, she's Kate McKinnon, she's a lesbian. And I feel like that was a positive thing that I was, I was pointing oh, out Jesus there. Jesus Christ. That, like, white is bad, le- lesbian's better than white lady. <laughs> I want to be clear. That's what I meant by that. No, yeah, no, keep, those are distinct talking, categories. It. Yeah, white, no, yeah, it's so, better to so be... Are, are we ranking the... Uh, this isn't races anymore. We're just now ranking demographics. That's so better. The, that's we're, a better... We're moving up. Everything's better All than All the white. demographics. Oh, okay. Everything's just better than sexualities? White. I can do this. I can do this. Um, no, you can't actually. So um, gay is definitely best. Gay dudes, because um, so, that's the fucking best, right? You're just with your buddy getting a beach. Then <laughs> I think it's all right. People. So no, no, no. Lesbians definitely rank high on this list somewhere. Anyway, that's what I'm so, saying. Thank you. So, yeah. Attractiveness it. bias as usual. <laughs> so, Anyway, so now dad shows up, right? The kid's in the locker room remembering the impossibly white lady breaking up with him. And dad shows up in the locker room. He's like, you know, I thought you could use someone to talk to. But then he disappears because he's only imaginary dad, I guess. Yeah, being I artsy. I didn't understand how this fit into this movie or any of it. Does, it doesn't. Does he hallucinate? Yeah. I don't understand the character. <laughs> here. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like he does that thing that like they're flashing. Like thought you might some want someone to talk to, someone to talk to, someone to, like you. You're supposed to do that at the the beginning of the flashback, but they're in <laughs> one and then they don't right. flash to something. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the director got confused about like where they were in the and they just got caught in a loop for a while. Right, right. Like as as if he was just go. It's like he said, "I wonder what that would be like. What that would be like." And then it waved out and came back and like, yeah, but it's probably pretty weird. Um, and, and okay, so now we go back to fucking planet yearbook laser background. Um, and this is where Chet is meeting the new angel, Anon. Anon. Yeah. Anyway, yep. these two guys could not be more about to fuck. Right. We will see two guys who are more about to fuck later in this film, but these two right away are like, "Wow, you." Have the most amazing bouffant. You too. Oh, uh, they could fit them into each other somehow. It's like a perfect puzzle piece. <laughs> each hair twines with each other hair. I'm so into it. Uh, but we learned that Ablab or whatever doesn't have time on his planet. Yes. Yes. This is them trying to be like science fiction y, I guess, or whatever. And he's like, Chet's like, oh, we only have a certain amount of time. Before this ticking clock stops ticking, and and Anon has it has to ask him what time is. <laughs> like 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 the absence of a time dimension wouldn't bother you until you saw a clock. Yeah. <laughs> right. like you show up in a place with a time dimension for a while, you're fine. But then you're like, what what is the number? That is weird. That's the problem. Yeah, like hey, you notice how the conversation is working where I say something and then you say something. Have you not noticed that up until this point? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So they go back to their little Matrix computer to watch Norman. Apparently, they're peeking at their Norman's guardian angels, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the countdown above that we saw earlier is the countdown until Norm meets Jesus. He's going to have his one chance to meet Jesus in exactly like 34 minutes or whatever it is. And he better not blow it. Right. This is the <laughs> countdown to when you figure out that Jesus is super important and everyone has one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, in fact, the countdown to his moment of truth title drop. But there's no... (laughs) No, there's really nothing. There's no moment, there's no truth. Nothing matters. No, not at all. changes later, we'll get into it. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. No, he hits the snooze button on this somehow. So... We okay, but first we before we get to all of that, we have to cut to the cool kids outside of the school chatting about how awesome it is to evangelize for the Lord. Oh uh, yeah. My time traveling high school self like crawled out of my mouth and tried to bully these kids. It was like Lam <laughs> And I was like, It's okay, we have a podcast now. We have a podcast. It's okay. Okay, well, what would you make fun of them for? I mean, they're listening to some deaf, stupid beats, and they're they're having some cool parking lot high school time. Somebody definitely used that phrase, by the way. Like, deaf, stupid beats was written in the script, and they were like, all right, we'll come up with something. I don't know what that means. Marley Madsen's hanging out with them. Fuck you guys. Walks away. (laughs) 
I wanted so bad for them to turn to be a, a Christian breakdancing crew. What? Like because we see we we hear this music and we like eventually pan over to the group, but they sadly are do not have a piece of cardboard down. I have a sneaking suspicion this was where the musical number was supposed to be, but someone at Marcel finally put their foot down. You remember how we did what two hate crime music numbers in a row? Maybe we got this one, yeah. What if it was supposed to be a music number and then day of the shoot they realized that the black people weren't professional breakdancers? They had just assumed that they were. <laughs> they were like, all right, Marshall, this is your opportunity. He was like, for what, man? Well, you know, a boo, boo, a boo, boo. Stop. What are you doing? Look at me. What are you doing? Boo, boo, stop. Stop, I can see you. <laughs> Stop it. So, but instead of all that awesomeness, we we see, and by the way, the, the only thing I can think, because I just did this interview last week for, uh, for the Scathing Atheist, the only thing I can think is this is the world Seth Andrews grew up in, right? This kid who's standing there like sort of the leader of the Christian evangelism crew, that's who Seth dreamed of being, right? When he was a kid, he would watch this movie and be like, yeah, that's kind of like me, I guess, probably. Anyway, so Norm walks by this group. He's so broody, so very broody. And the vaguely ethnic girl in the short pink shorts says, um, hey, why don't we Jesus up Norm for a little while? Uh, <laughs> all the acting is done she like is that. She is not good at saying words. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, but then Norm, like, goes to his car and he sees that his albino girlfriend is with her new boyfriend. So he squeals angrily away. I wrote in my notes, hit him with your car, Norm. Mow him down. And when the wheels squealed, I was like, oh, no, I control the movies. I have a weird superpower. <laughs> there would be so much gay sex in Disney movies. <laughs> There would be. And it, well, yeah, there yeah, exactly. Be. As much as what's... In pretty much all of the movies. As much as Tony Perkins thinks there is, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mostly the so clumps. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a Disney? Anyway, so yeah, he, he drives make off. a Disney version of the clumps. <laughs> but a Disney gay, gay sex. sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, like I said, very short movie, guys. Few distractions today. Um, anyway, meanwhile, back with the Space Angels... Chet has to explain Lucifer to Anon. Right. Oh, and I should point out, by the way, there's this painful echo effect throughout when the angels are there to make them sound more spacey. Yeah, <laughs> also, there's this amazing moment where he's like, uh, Lucy, he's telling the story of Lucifer and he goes, Lucifer was sent down to Earth. Uh, and I was like, okay, so wait, there are other planets, which means that Lucifer only operates on Earth. Like there's no... Satan on other planets like where this angel's from? I I don't I think that angel was just born, just angel born. I don't yeah, who the I yeah. Like again, we have questions. Um but Chad is explaining the whole thing about how everybody is born with a god-sized hole in their heart and they need it filled, but Satan doesn't Satan tries to fill it with sex and drugs and rock and roll and shit. Um he also explains at this point that Satan made Norm's dad abusive so that he wouldn't like dads in general and therefore would not like the Holy Father. Right. And Adnan is like, hey, why doesn't God just stop him from doing that so that everybody totally believes in Jesus? And Chef is like, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. Do you have shut the fuck up? Are you from? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, small thing, Chef talks like Zach Braff. <laughs> And nobody likes that. Like his mouth needs to be like way out in front of his face for the noise to work. Cause he seems to think that do you guys hate Zach Braff, but love scrubs anyway. That's how it is for me. I hate him, I, but I love I, that. Show. I don't know who that I is. I don't dislike I Zach Braff. Show. I'm neutral to Zach Braff. J JD. Anyway, I feel so, yeah. that show. I feel about Zach Braff the way I feel about potpourri in a bathroom. I'm not like, yay. And I'm not like, fuck you. I'm just like, that's there. <laughs> okay. Zach Braff, the potpourri in the bathroom of Scrubs. Um, yeah, so a couple of diversions here and there, guys. <laughs> so, okay. You want a 10-minute episode? <laughs> he meets a black guy and they talk about Jesus and he accepts Jesus. All right. <laughs> Breakfast Club Klaus. We're doing this for you. For you. Ask us some questions sometime. Maybe you get a longer episode. How am I? I'm fine. 
meditating a lot lately. I ask you how you are every week. Um, all right. So, so this is, by the way, where we revisit that metaphor from the beginning of the film and learn that it was not about abuse at all. This was about divorce. And basically the angel just walks us through the metaphor frame by frame. See, see mom's tied up now because you see, yeah. Why show it when you can show it and then tell it and then show it. And as much as I'd like to talk about this being like condescending, I didn't get it. So I was like, wait, Norm's father wanted a divorce, so he tied her up instead? Steps in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like what happened there? Like, I want a divorce. No. Cool. Cool. Never mind. Let me show you my collection of ball gags and rope. Though. This is cool. You want to check this out? Let's try it. Where will I put the kid while we take care of this? Yeah, right. But he spells out this long whole thing about how, you know, because he's been locked in the darkness without God to guide him, he's all miserable and blah, blah, blah. Like that, you know, explains the plot of the movie, I guess. Yeah. We get a flashback here to Norm having a, a water fight with 2% milk, the girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're doing like a car wash thing. And she oh. like splashes him a little and then he splashes her back and then she splashes <laughs> back uh let me just throw this out the least realistic thing about this movie is a woman who is delighted by you splashing water at her girls don't want you to throw water at them ever they want to throw water at you and then it's over that's it it's a one-sided <laughs> aggressive thing they are the united states of water fights <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he chases her around for a moment in this thing and she turns around and she's got like the uh, the hose and she's going to spray him. But I wanted so badly for her to have an actual gun, which is what my <laughs> wife would do if I spray <laughs> No. <laughs> she just whips him in the face with the hose nozzle. <laughs> Throwing soap in his eyes. Ow! Just like the rest of the movie is him going blind at the ER yeah, trying right. to clear his <laughs> All right. So we wrap up that memory. We cut back to the present moment where Norm's car is broken down at the red light. And we can tell that because there is a Hiroshima level of smoke pouring out from <laughs> under the hood. Yeah. Car broke down like Eli's piece of shit car because Eli's poor. <laughs> it's really yeah. sad Who could this really really too? sad no Eli tried to pay for dinner the other day his card got declined it was so embarrassing how dare you how dare you how dare you sir my so, black card my American Express black card which I have never you have, have you have nothing like that so. they wouldn't even let me touch one if I touch one it turns into a master card <laughs> literally I can change like it's like a magic trick that is based on poverty and overspending. Yeah, right. right. College debt. <laughs> so, okay, so his car's broken down, smoking like crazy. This guy pulls up and he says, hey, man, you need some help? You think? Hello, main <laughs> character. Hello, black character. <laughs> yeah. I would like some help. It's so, so bad. He's like, yeah, man, my car's got a busted water pump. And he's like, oh, that's why it's smokier than Bonnaroo. I see that. No, it makes sense now why there's a guy standing behind it with a fucking fire extinguisher. Blow yeah. Uh, anyway. See, you need to click this switch that goes from water to smoke. You gotta click it back. That's the problem here. <laughs> also, he takes a ride from black guy and he's just like, nah, all right, that car is here now. Is that car just gone? <laughs> what? In the 19 Noah in the 1950s what did you do when cars broke did you leave them by the side of the road for like homeless children with smudgy faces to live in from now on Okay first of all this was filmed in the 90s and secondly you privileged rich fuck when your car breaks down that's exactly what you have to do with it generally speaking if you're poor you have to go into the business and say hey man my car's broke down i promise i'll be back for it in a day or two after i get paid it's no, exactly we just what you throw them away so. when they ran out of yeah. gas. We would just get out. <laughs> well, time for a new BMW. <laughs> Let it roll into the house of the Schmendersons. They'll be fine. Smash. <laughs> oh, grandma. <laughs> we were not well liked. <laughs> See how my character right. jumps back and forth? Yeah, Pouring yeah. out to touch the credit card. Usable to throw the cards away. You don't know where I am. You don't know the real me. Back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> it's Can't the poor me. one. The card thing really happened. <laughs> He was really embarrassing. He's like, oh, let's I'm just so reveal sorry. our we real selves on the show, then, shall we? <laughs> 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 
right. Yeah, we're going to beep that. So, okay. So he agrees to take a ride from the, from the, from the black dude in the Volkswagen Beetle. And we cut. Everybody's got old timey streetcars. Yeah, why? 1992, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was released in 93. So maybe they filmed it in the 50s and it just took them that long to edit it. I don't know. Um, so yeah. So we <laughs> Did the hole out the bottom of your car break? Can <laughs> you not stick your feet out anymore? Did the hole fill up? What what goes wrong with cars like that? All right. So we cut back to the angels and the angel goes like, uh, ah, so Alan is the one. And the other angel's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And so he has to explain that Alan, who is the black guy who in the beetle, uh, will be the Jesus vector, I guess. Mm. And he goes, just to be ominous, he's like, I hope Alan seizes the opportunity. I'm like, you've got an omniscient clock counting down. <laughs> well, well, no, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll it's a clock. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Alan and Norman ride away together and we see them in this. I just said, what if we tried gay stuff level of awkwardness? <laughs> oh, have I had this car ride so many times. <laughs> I've said I love you, but I love lots of people. <laughs> so I don't see why you're so quiet. <laughs> just yeah. talk. Just talk about anything. You don't have to talk about that I said I love you. You can say I love you back, but you don't have to. We have a 45 minute ride back to your house. So if you don't say something, I'm going to turn on country music. the Hawk. So yeah, now this is an extraordinarily homoerotic scene, right? And the angels were already sort of, you know, whatever, looping us up for this. But this scene even has porny music in the background. Like fucking Alan was just riding around listening to a porn soundtrack. It's like a bad redub of a porn that they cut the sex out of. It's like, so Norm, are you interested in and you see the guy's mouth say blowjob, but then there's just a European voice that's like, listen about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Alan's super super gay and Norm's not getting it. So Alan's trying to like ease him into it. Yeah. First he's like, hey, great great sports game last week. Generic hetero sports comment. Hetero (laughs) sports, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) We should play with balls and have sex with a woman right now. (sighs) But there's none around, so like, what do you do? What do we do instead? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be amazing if you could just do that with your buddy, right? <laughs> uh, no pre- pay for like, this how would ride you rank home? the sexualities in your head? You, I'd put so. lesbians first, but I have an attractiveness bias, so I don't, just me. So okay, and God, Jesus, the way this scene is set up, it could not be more. This guy's gonna get a pity fuck from the from the gay guy. Uh, he he, because he's going like, hey, you know, Norm, I have something I want to talk to you about, and I don't really know how to bring it up. And Norm perks all up because he's like, God, I could really use a blowjob from a from a gay dude. And he goes, do you believe in heaven? <laughs> I just wanted the next scene to see like Norm leaping from the moving vehicle exactly- as they take a corner or something. Does the duck and roll. That's exactly what I, I want Norm to duck and roll out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Norm just grabs the wheel and drives them off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it's not all three seconds, two, one. <laughs> late yeah like the fucking opening scene and nothing to lose or whatever (laughs) you got a lot of wagers to make (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so but norm and we should point out that norm is just like the perfect ideal next spot on the flow chart that every evangelist (laughs) dreams of i wrote my notes oh (laughs) funny you would give exactly the answer i need for this next part of my script turn to page four all right there we go Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I expected him to like flash cut to him going. So you'd say that having a timeshare is actually making you money when you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is so terrible. Is this awful, awful sales pitch? It's like here, 
take this Bible, hold the pro- book, hold the book product in your <laughs> in hand. In your hand, yes. Hold it in your hand. Yes. So, read, from, read from it to me. Sounds like a good deal, this Bible, right? How many good deals would you like? <laughs> How many? I'm staring at you in silence. <laughs> Fuck. I fucked it up. I thought, ah. I've, I've asked you a question you and we'll now leave an awkward silent pause in the conversation. You can't and the silent to... pause. I fucked it up again. I always know pause. I want a norm to just pull out an e-meter. <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, you're fucking up your sales script. You seem stressed. Grab these cans. <laughs> Tell you about something else. Jesus. I'm going to start doing that. I just want to carry yeah. around an e-meter as like an antidote to Christian preachers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Alan gives him the whole, you know, do you believe in heaven? He's like, yeah, I suppose I believe in heaven. He's like, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? Are you certain that you would go to heaven? And, you know, he's just like, and I'm I'm feeling like Norm is just going, can you skip to the fucking part where you tell me? And I can say no. Um, but <laughs> Alan is not going to skip the foreplay here. He says, if God asks why he should let you into heaven, what would you say? And I'm like, ooh, 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 can I answer on Norm's behalf? Because <laughs> I know Norm's going to say, well, hey, God, I guess I'd say I've done good in the world. And that, but I would say, hey, God, you have unlimited paradise and it costs you nothing to let me in, you stingy prick. Why would you ask why I deserve to be there? You owe me for 40 plus years on the shithole planet with the eyeball Burrowing bugs, the urethra fishes, and President Trump. Wait, there's, there's urethra fish? Yeah, they'll jump right up into your dick. They jump? Yeah, no, like if yeah. you piss in the river, they'll like swim up the piss stream and go right into your dick. How can right they into s- your dick? Are they like salmon jumping yeah, up yeah, like, through the piss stream? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just, need a little bear yeah. <laughs> on your dick. You need a little dick bear. You need a bear. bear on top of your dick to dick stop bear. it. Dick bear. If you'd like to buy a dick bear, go to patreon.com forward slash godawful. $10 patrons get a free dick bear. You remember those little finger puppets you'd get at the arcade? It's like that. It's hard to piss. Um, it kind of just goes it everywhere just but away from you. giant urine-filled googly-eyed monster. <laughs> then you can throw it at women who reject you. It's perfect. Everybody wins. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Yeah, we have gone to the arsenal of piss balloons portion of the distractions to make this episode uh, hit time. Yeah. All right. But no, he doesn't bring up the urethra fishes. He brings up the, like, I've done more good than bad so that Alan can say, yeah, it seems like everybody thinks that being good is what gets you into heaven, but it's actually about having the exact same religion as me. What are the odds? (laughs) The worst message. They put it in so many of these movies. It's the most terrible thing you could do is admit that, like, your part of Christianity is like, yeah, doing good is, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I guess even that one small scrap of social benefit religions desperately cling to doesn't even count now, huh? (laughs) Horrible. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So he pulls out his handy dandy Bible and he's like, you know, I could tell you what it says, but. Statistics show that if you read it yourself, you're more likely to buy the product at the end. (laughs) So I have highlighted Romans 6.23, the one about the wages of sin being death, yada, yada, yada. Feel the weight of the leather bound in your hand. (laughs) Now read that. And and of course, the message he's he's sending again is that, hmm, it seems like the real problem is that God is more thin-skinned than Donald Trump and has a bigger button. Right. <laughs> also, he's doing this whole thing while they're driving. I wanted so badly for them to crash. They get to heaven. Ganesh is there. Doug turns to him and he's like, "Come on, you got to admit this is pretty funny." Like, you were telling me about Jesus, and we don't know what the so fuck sure. he's mad about or oh. happy about. Or <laughs> let's go see what he wants. Right? Oh, I'm not paying attention to their minute. book. <laughs> <laughs> we're closer, but still. Meanwhile. A a fucking evangelist is jerking off to this, right? I realized at this point, like, oh, my God, this is evangelical porn. They just stroke off to the thought of somebody actually being this interested in their inane bullshit. (laughs) Now read Romans 2. Oh, it's stuck. Uh, I'll just tell you what it says. It says don't do good things. That doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) But do you want some volcano demons? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm doing you. I'll do you first, and then you'll <laughs> do me. Yeah. So uh, he, he, 
basically he says, you know, Jesus is trying to give you the gift of salvation, but you've got to decide whether you want to receive that gift. And then he goes in for the kiss. Like why? I just, yeah. Um, and by the way, <laughs> the music is absolutely as certain as I am that these two are about to fuck, right? The music also knows that Alan's supposed to go in for the kiss right here. But instead he gives them the whole, so you a Christian now or what? I went in for the kiss on the screen at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan's well, a good looking black guy. <laughs> yeah, he was. Alan was just a good looking guy is how I should say that. He's just a good looking guy. <laughs> Made it sound like I was saying four, but they're better. Damn it. <laughs> Black people, lesbians are at the top of the thing. <laughs> so, Their so lives black all lesbians matter. are your favorite. Black lesbians. Uh, <laughs> well, sounds like you've fetishized the other to me. Now you're just twisting the words. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't see color. <laughs> all right. So Heath is giving me the desperately wrap this shit up symbol. So uh, I suppose that we'll take a quick break. But first, let me give act through the hard sell. Will Norm accept Jesus in time? Will this movie have a surprise demon? Will Chet and Anon <laughs> cut the tension and fuck already? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the profoundly inconsequential conclusion of Moment of Truth. Okay, guys, get those hoses over here. Jerry, get the axes. We need to move on this. Uh, excuse me, sir. We're here to help. I, yeah, look, kid, I appreciate you trying to help, but you got to leave this to the pros, okay? Oh, no, no, sir. Uh, not that kind of help. See, my friends and I were part of the Bible group down at the local high school, and we already started a prayer chain to deal yeah. with I'm, I'm sorry, a prayer chain? Yeah. I called Kathy Schmenderson, and she called Billy Timmonther, and he's going to call... Oh, all right, and, and then you're all going to pray this fire out. Uh, yeah, if the master wills it. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, mm -hmm. Ah, boy, what a relief. I thought I was going to have to send my men in there and spray all this water, but uh, seems like you kids have it all figured out, huh? Oh, uh, well, that's not exactly not how, how it works. Out. Not oh. how it works. Don't be crazy. All things are possible through Ganesh, right, kid? Uh, well, we have a different no, we were, we were thinking that you, I mean, you no, would still No, no, you do guys got this. Oh. Boys, let's move out. These kids got it. Uh, uh, okay. Pray harder. You, you pray harder. You. You. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you shit. You shat. <laughs> pray too hard. Diabetes. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our heroes, Norm was about to decide on the spot if he was going to be a Christian or not. But before Norm can offer up his answer, we need to acknowledge that there is a slime demon in the back seat. There's <laughs> just a demon in the car suddenly. And it's really gross looking, too. They went all out with the makeup. It's like, uh -huh. but it, it's hard to choose between the, the demon and the angels, though. Like, rotting corpse, 80s hair. It's a tough choice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. No, I wrote down this demon looks like something Eli would order at a barbecue place. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> but apparently this is Moloch. He's an ex-angel. He's like the anti-guardian angel. It's the demon that Satan uses to make me think that I'm thinking my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's supposed to be like... Invisible back there and just like shooting bad daddy yeah, thoughts exactly. into Norm's head right, or whatever. Right. But I wanted them to just like fully acknowledge the demon. Just like <laughs> hey, turn Mullen. around, like, hey, buddy, can, can you sit back? Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> Sorry, you, you guys, guys can I'm just see slipping me? off something in the backseat. You guys talking about Jesus? <laughs> I love this idea of like Moloch is the demon that makes you think your thoughts. I wanted Sam Harris just to appear next to Moloch and be like, okay, well, Moloch, where do your thoughts come from? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Compatibilism. Yes. Get out of here, Sam. The, the, Cut it the out. The argument cogito ergo deus here. Um, <laughs> and an angel pops up behind the demon in the trunk and starts like <laughs> fucking with him. Yeah, it'd be fun. Right. He should have had an angel looking over the other shoulder, shouldn't he? If we right. were going the whole way. Um, like anyway. a demon on a skateboard shows up behind the car and fucks with that angel and like there's this train. So yeah, so but the the demon is like and and by the way, we should also point out like 
This is shameless nightmare fodder. Absolutely, yeah. This right, is like just meant to scare the children they're showing this movie to. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind, the people showing children this movie are telling them that this demon really exists and is sitting right behind them. <laughs> right? That like like I mean and, and and like nothing else in this movie looks good. <laughs> the angel space costumes like obviously again like Eli said we're just poached from a gay porn set and rinsed out but the demon costume they clearly went all out they're like you know I want children to be thinking about this for seven or eight years after they see this yeah and it's genuinely scary too I mean it used to be scarier if they had just like cut in footage of Gary Busey running but aside from <laughs> Gary Busey running this is the second scariest thing we've seen in a movie <laughs> so yeah but Norm, the clock is ticking, right? It ticks down to zero as Norm decides whether he's going to listen to the demon thoughts or the angel thoughts. And he turns to Alan and he goes, I'm just not ready for this. Which is as close to saying no as anyone ever gets in a Christian movie, by the way, right? How many fucking times have we seen somebody about to get saved and say, I'm not ready for this yet? You know, it's never just, no, I'm not interested. Anyway, clock hits zero. <laughs> The omniscient clock. Yeah, right. He's like, this is when he's, she's going to turn to Jesus. Nope, not so much. Um, now, of course, luckily, Alan just happens to have a Jesus summary card with his phone number that he just <laughs> keeps handy, I guess. And he hey. says, if you change your mind, call me. We still have more movie. <laughs> Might as well do the popcorn trick with the Bible instead of his dick. Just yeah. like, hey. <laughs> Cool, that's fine, that's fine. You want some popcorn before you go? It's right here on my lap in this car. Why don't we just check out a random change? (laughs) Also, okay, so Norm goes inside. Now the the fucking, the new angel, Anon, is demanding an explanation, which means that Anon may not know what time is, but he knows enough to know that this theology makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> He's going like, like, couldn't we just restrain Moloch? Isn't the master all powerful? And the other angel's like, oh, well, like if if he wanted to. Wait, yeah. So God got the time wrong? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, it's uh, part, of the, part of the track. <laughs> I'm, I was going to kill this bird. I killed the bird. And then, hold on, you're stalling. <laughs> So yeah, so and and so Anon says, okay, but like, what about Norman? And Chat just underscores the uselessness of this clock. He says, well, maybe God'll put more time on the clock or something. Maybe not. Mm. It's like, like okay, cool. So then, what the fuck are we for? You know what, man? <laughs> You're gonna be bad at this job. All right, you want to go back to working for the MTA? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we do stuff here. <laughs> But also, this is where he gives what I guess is supposed to be the tagline of the movie. He turns, uh, a chat turns to the other angel and he goes, the truth is like a light in the darkness. Once it passes, only the darkness remains. And I'm like, that's only half of an analogy. You just use half of an analogy. That's just anal. That's not it. He's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a light, a moment in the darkness. Once it's passed, only da- Dark, dark. Like, Let me start like, over. Let me start over. I was in trouble, like right at the beginning. I just said right. darkness again. Wait, one plus one is two. Minus one is one. Ah, time zero. If it's time zero, you always <laughs> so, shit. <laughs> so after that profound moment, we cut back to Norm. He's gonna lay down on his bed with his shoes on, um, and uh, have some more flashbacks to like his girlfriend and earlier in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And, and this is where we get the prayer chain that we hinted oh. at earlier. Right? Yeah. So that they're all, all the cool kids that we met earlier in the movie, they're all calling each other and they're like, hey, we need some heavy duty prayer going for Norm. I mean, we need some fucking hardcore prayer. No half ass in it, Sally. You hear me? Yeah, no, they they, they literally <laughs> use the term heavy duty prayer, which makes me really want to see a split screen of heavy and light duty prayer <laughs> side by side. And by the way, do these assholes dial it down to lower settings sometimes? What yeah, right. <laughs> Crank it up to 11, assholes. Don't, you know, fucking break it. What are you doing? Pray hardest. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. You should always be at the maximal prayer. Okay. We're going to pray for him at a three. He's kind of an asshole. So, all right. 
So we go to the, this closet, right? We go to this proverbial closet or whatever that we're supposed to have throughout the movie. And and again, we should emphasize that this movie, this was made in 1993, does not see at all the irony in the fact that this is all an effort of Norm to get out of the closet. At right? some point, someone had to know, right? They had to have an ex-gay sound guy who was just like, hey, uh, fellas, first of all, thanks for the cures. Second of all, you know that's kind <laughs> of a thing already, right? And Marcel was like, don't worry. No one will make fun of this on a podcast years from now. <laughs> Alan just keeps walking in and out of the closet like, huh? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> See what's happening? God damn it. Nobody. Alan, stop nobody. drilling holes at waist height in the closet. I don't understand <laughs> what that's for. There's already a doorknob. There could be a second one. Stop. It. I don't what's know what that you're arm doing. that keeps coming out? Don't worry about it. All right. So, and then we, so we see him in the closet and he's got his little flashlight. And then as the prayer chain starts, a ton of light just shines in so much that he's blinded. And it's even worse than the flashlight because now he can't see anything at all. I mean, I think his problem with the flashlight is they kept shining it on his own face. That's why he couldn't tell where the door handle was. But <laughs> also, like, at one point, little thing, the actor who plays Norm. He like fiddles with the flashlight. He gets like visibly angry and yes. starts like hitting and shaking a prop flashlight. <laughs> like, why not just use a real flashlight that turns? I don't know. <laughs> he gets really mad. Yeah. And also, can we point out that like this is the way the prayer chain works, apparently. And you would think it would just be like a, a regular call chain where A calls B calls C calls D calls E calls F. But apparently it also includes like staying on the phone with them while they make a prayer and then agreeing with that prayer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, yes. Because we see Seth yes. Andrews, we see young Seth Andrews giving the prayer and then Alan comes on and he goes like, yeah, Ibid, amen. Yeah. What? Totes. And, totes my goats. <laughs> yeah, totes my goats, Jesus. <laughs> and then, okay, so, but as the prayer chain is going, we also see Norm running towards the light, determined to look less at least slightly less goofy than the guy in the airport in that last one, but not <laughs> determined enough. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's just running in place in the closet. It's, it's weird. It's... I want him to pan down and it's just a treadmill. And he yeah. just like <laughs> steps off, walks over to oh, dad. Yeah. No, Malik is next to it. Wearing a whistle. Come on. Five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Cardio's the health work. Cardio's and the then... health work. <laughs> and then the angels Look at the heaven source code on one of their screens. <laughs> oh, he goes, this is like if oh, you gave me five minutes and we're like, Eli, what does a computer look like? I'd be like, yeah, it's numbers. <laughs> numbers. Something. Yeah, right. He looks over. He goes, hey, something's happening. Also, we think binary has the occasional five in it, apparently. <laughs> I was just some zeros and ones. And then there's a five. And then Norm's Jesus clock resets to seven minutes. It's like the ticking clock in this movie in that it's a ticking clock in this movie. They added time to the clock like the refs got it wrong. Like yeah. God had to be like, please add seven minutes. You didn't <laughs> whistle it at the right. It's like the original like tablets with the Ten Commandments having whiteout on them. Like you can't. <laughs> so stupid. So, yeah. So Norm's running toward his dad, but the slime demon is. Because he's sleeping right now, right? Like he's dreaming this or whatever. So then we cut to Mullock the slime demon masturbating over his sleeping body. And and they we cut back to the angels. They look at the, the computer and the numbers have stopped and little lights are flashing like they're using a degausser on it or something. <laughs> because that's what they think computers do. Oh, the computer knows something's up. That's why it's glowing red in spots. <laughs> Jesus. When you find God, you get the freeze screen from pac-man yeah exactly, exactly right you know you won the god right, there's dots oh, on the right side too it's, it's tough to get those ones he's like trying to clear it he's like oh i just sent out a missile alert in hawaii fuck oh <laughs> the master's gonna be so mad at me and so finally all right so finally the angels are about to do something for a change and they're like we have to stop mullock and the other angels like why didn't we do that earlier and he's like fuck it fuck you man stop We're, uh, you know what why don't we do it later there i just blew your mind time guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you just learned time you're picking it up on it quick um and then they show up mullock is standing over his body and they politely ask him to leave and he does He's the yes. best. You're so expensive. 
a demon battle. And instead, they're just like, Malik, do you mind? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Do you have this space? Yeah, we have it at 2.05. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. It's um, it's 2.04. Well, it's 2.05 now. Well, it's 2.05 now because you came in and you talked to me. <laughs> I don't know if it would have killed you to wait until 2.06. But then we're not renting the space at 2.06. I don't want to get into it. Uh, enjoy the time, guys. I, I got to get out of here. Takes his yoga mat, rolls it up. <laughs> And that's really how it goes. They just show up. They say, Moloch, leave. And he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, my bad. Okay, all right. Like, like you just caught him jerking off on company time or something. And, of course, the Christians are still steadily praying for Norm. Norm's still having flashbacks and shit. So he wakes up, and he goes, and he gets Alan's pamphlet thing that he left him. Right, his handwritten no Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And he, he stares at it like it's a naked picture of a girl. He's just like, ah. <laughs> and by the way, Alan writes like a six-year-old who just learned to write in like cursive. It's really yeah. weird. Like there's erasure marks. There's like a little bit of spit up on it. It's, it's like a weird child thing. And so, and then we have to get the moment where like, this is Norm's Oscar clip, I guess, where he's crying out loud and he's like, God really loves me, but I'm separated from God by my sin. And it's like, why would you say that out loud? <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense, especially if you're all sobby. And then he's like, God will never leave me and God will never let me down. And I'm like, that's always true of imaginary friends, though. So not, why not one with boobs instead? See, ball wins again. Yeah. <laughs> and you can pet the part of him that's a goat. Everybody wins. <laughs> you can pet all the parts. Um. So, yeah. So tick, tick, tick. The clock's counting, uh, counting down. And then we see the like the closet full of light as he finally accepts Jesus and the clock starts counting upwards. And that's Who knows it. What the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got extra Jesus time. Now, anyway, that was art, y'all. At there, that was that was <laughs> artsy Jesus. By the way, I have to point this out. So and, and that's literally that's the end of the movie. That's all we fucking get. <laughs> that was the goddamn climax. I feel like I have to emphasize that so that people don't think I was kidding. When he, leave, when he leaves the closet, I wanted mom to still be there, just like decomposing in the chair. <laughs> oh, and just, like, uh, she's fucking Moloch. Not, having some not weird... a metaphor, rough. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I have to point this out. I watched through the credits and in the special thanks, it included the Hearthstone community. So I blame you guys for this movie. You had something <laughs> to do with it. All right. So according to the precept of this film, each one of us has, at some point in our lives, had a ticking Jesus clock and a guardian angel or two watching over us at all times. So, to close off the review tonight, I have a two-part question. A, <laughs> when did your guardian angel stop watching your live video feed? And B, what were you doing that made him finally give up? Oh, man. That's a bad job, the guy who had me. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad for that guy. Um, well, okay, so my answer, it's actually the same moment for both. Um so somebody's mom tried to convert me to Catholicism during a long ride in her minivan. So I took a shit in her minivan. <laughs> um, I was about eight. That's a true story. That's a true story. I'm not sure if the shit was related, but those two things happened at the same time. She thought it was related, and that's really well. All that there, there you go. That's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. That's like the second stage beyond puking when you get the Eucharist, shitting when you hear evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, his friend. Flew down a water slide and just slammed it. <laughs> water slides everywhere when Heath was growing up. So yeah, no, you've got to you've got to listen to all the shows, Eli. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure mine gave up after the 950th YouTube debate I downloaded on my phone in college. Yeah, he was just like, all right, that's that's enough. I don't want to watch these with you. I've watched <laughs> an awful lot of perverse shit to get to this point, and uh, yeah, it seems like. Uh, Hmm. All right. Well, well, that's going to do it for our review of Moment of Truth. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to renew our weekly contract. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. October, baby. Oh, we've been waiting on this. This is the abortion movie, right? This is one of the abortion movies. Well, right, is... right. An unabortion movie. It's like, a good one. Like this a one-time thing. Yeah, we found quite a few is of it, those. Wait, is this Robert Loja? Is no, this... no. Sequel? No. Okay. 
Oh, well, yeah. Now, now undersell it, Heath. Well, way to, way to go. No, so, we're not doing the Robert Lozier one. <laughs> not yet. We're going to wait we until you're gone. Yes. <laughs> no, I did the one with, I get to do it. Yeah, one. no, he, have, he has to be here for that one. Anyway, so with that to look Maybe. forward to, we're going to bring episode 127 to a merciful close. <laughs> Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Ride, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer Morgan Clark and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Moloch and Decomposing Mom tried to do pottery together like in Ghost and both got spun into the clay together. Unchained melody play. Chet and Anon cut the tension and fucked already. At midnight on Christmas Eve, Norm's ex-girlfriend finally turned back into an ice sculpture. She is very happy. We need to definitely rage quit one of our advertisers for fun at some point, though. <laughs> Just fuck with them. Like, see how Start long we can f- sneak stuff in until they catch us doing something. Wait, no, what we should do is we should just do an audio book or like an audible ad or, so, you know, some common thing that doesn't really advertise with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just lose it halfway through and be like, you know what? Fuck these guys. No. Oh, channels? Yeah, that's what I need. I need channels. Audible.com. <laughs> Assholes. I don't want to say what book I'm listening to right now. But Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Part of the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Was I closer than Heath? (laughs) Heath was actually closer. (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.